Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Yes, indeed, it is the Get Right right here on 105.3 The Fan. Ooh-wee. Reginald Atatula, the three-time Hall of Famer Chris Arnold. Gotcha, Ross yeah. Lebensky on the ones and twos for us. Thank you for rocking with us on this Monday evening. Victory Monday, mm-hmm. your Dallas Cowboys, of course, getting a win. Championship Monday, when it comes to the national championship, that's winding down there on uh, in Houston. And, of course, it's a victory Monday for other reasons. We'll get to that here shortly, here in about 20 minutes. I think we'll try and break down this college football game. But let's start uh, going, giving you your headlines on this Monday evening now, Ross, as we begin talking about your Dallas Stars getting a much-needed victory um, in Minnesota against the Wild. Four goals to nothing for your stars, including a shorthanded goal by Roddick Foxa. Um, Goal in the first period by Rope Henson in the third period, your boys pile it on, um, playing well. Matt Murray starts uh, in net for your Dallas Stars. 23 saves on 23 shot attempts. Perfect. Uh, in his Sweet. first shutout of his career, fourth career game. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, this is exactly what you needed if, if you're the Dallas Stars, considering the way that it had gone. They were on a three-game losing streak. and first so one of the season. Yeah, man, this, this was necessary to get this win, break that losing streak, and then also the ways in which they had been allowing a lot, and I do mean a lot of goals lately. It was nice to be able to, you know, not <laughs> not allow any of them. I'm talking about four goals, five goals, four goals. Uh, in the last three games, um, those were the goal totals by, of the opponents. And so, very, very nice to get a win, but a very, in particular, a win where you do not allow any um, any of the pucks to hit the net for the other team. Very impressive, very nice. And again, the Dallas Stars get their 23rd victory of the season, snapping that three-game losing streak. They're 23-11-5 right now. And I do believe, I'm looking this up right now, I want to say their next game is going to be against the Wild again, but at the American Airlines Center. But I want to yeah. double. No, check you're right. That. It'll be mm-hmm. it'll be on Wednesday, six thirty, yeah. uh, puck drop at the AAC um, versus the Wild again. So obviously, quick turnaround. It's that time of year where they come fast. Mm-hmm. Uh, but hey, man, excited to get a win, and hopefully, you'll have an opportunity to make that a two game win streak. Exactly. And speaking of the American Airlines Center, the Dallas Mavericks continue their residency tomorrow night, and there was some breaking news about one of their uh, the players of the opponent coming in tomorrow night. Yeah. Uh, breaking news on this evening. Sham Sharania lets us know maybe an hour ago or mm-hmm. so that John Morant will be out for the remainder of the season with a uh, torn labrum. He shoulder. has he missed the last couple of games with this shoulder injury, but mm-hmm. apparently he had season-ending surgery today, and that will take him out 
for the remainder of the season for the Grizzlies. He'll miss the rest of the season alongside Steven Adams, who didn't get the season yep. started before he was ruled out for the season. Brandon Clark seems to be they done for the year. And so this is a team that is badly injured in very many ways and was not very good without their star player. And so the the Mavs are almost guaranteed. Uh, you shouldn't say that, right? Because you anything can happen get, in the 82-game season. But, but like this, the Mavericks have been playing well, and uh, the Grizzlies have not played worth the damn all year long. I feel bad for Marcus Smart, who was traded there from the Celtics when they made their big move to bring in Kristaps Porzingis. Marcus Smart is too good of a player to be stuck in Memphis on a team that ain't going nowhere. And also Desmond Bain, TCU's all-time leading scorer. He's been having a nice season, but I feel bad for him too. I don't feel bad for the Grizzlies, even though I grew up in Memphis. Memphis, by the way, is 13-23. and 23. Your Dallas Mavericks, who are in sixth place right now, are 22-15 and 15 and have won three games in a row. Yeah, and if, it just, if you need some you know, framework for just how bad the Grizzlies have been without John Morant, mm-hmm. over the course of the season – they rank dead last in offensive rating. There's just mm-hmm. nowhere that generates offense for them. And now they are losing John Morant for the rest of the season. So you imagine against a Mavericks team who's been playing a lot better defensively, 10th yep. in defensive rating over the last 20 games, that's going to be a tough uh, a, a tough go of it for the Memphis Grizzlies as they come into the AAC tomorrow. Yeah, we're going to show some Marcus Smart love, but the rest of them, y'all got to go. <laughs> and so, yes, <laughs> that that is uh, the circumstances when it comes to the Memphis Grizzlies, tough for the NBA with, you know, a star that they were hoping to get some time. Another star in the NBA seems to have an injury this evening. His name is Tyrese Halliburton. Oh, boy. Been incredible Paces. this year. He suffered a left hamstring strain today that could potentially see him miss time uh, ahead of the Indiana, Indianapolis Pacers, or Indiana Pacers. I always go back and forth. That's what they the were. Indianapolis Colts. That's what they were. Indiana Pacers. But the Pacers are actually hosting the All-Star game in a month, uh-huh. and depending on how long this hamstring strain lasts, he could be, you know, out of the play for actually being on mm-hmm. the court. And, you know, whenever a team is hosting the All-Star, it's always great if they have an All-Star in it to kind of be the MC of sorts, to be the center of the attraction. And so Halliburton tried to walk off but then stopped and eventually was carried off the court to the locker room by a couple of his teammates. So that level of magnitude of injury for Tyrese, Tyrese, Hurton, uh, Tyrese Halliburton who suffered a left hamstring strain against the Celtics. That's real. That's another young, talented player that unfortunately going to miss a little bit of time. And speaking of uh, uh, speaking of the NBA, got one more story we got to throw in. Darvin Ham, the head coach of the Lakers, everybody's like, oh, he's going to be the next one to get fired. Vegas has him as the next head coach to get fired in the NBA. Not according to Mark Stein. Stein is reporting in his latest newsletter that, nope, Lakers, they're not in any hurry. To make a coaching change. They said he says, quote, the current signals in circulation suggest that things would have to worsen significantly. And he repeats, significantly for the 18 and 19 Lakers to truly put Darvin Ham's job under immediate threat. That was the messaging in circulation even before Sunday night stirring 106-103 victory over the Clippers despite the crunch time shakiness against uh, against their co-tennis, the Clippers. League sources say Ham continues to enjoy a very strong support from Lakers ownership, Jeannie Buss, Vice President of Basketball Operations, Rob Palenka, and especially after the leadership Ham provided in his first season as the frequent voice and face for the franchise as it spent his first sub months in sub-500 purgatory before, before surging into the playoffs with a 9-2 closing kick. Remember, they were a play-in team and then went to the Western Conference Finals 
and everybody liked what they were doing. So they're like, no, we like Darvin Ham. Yeah, man, the, the Lakers as an organization, they seem to be fairly steadfast in their support until they're not. Right. Right. And so, look, man, that vote of confidence is always an interesting thing when oh, people yeah. are like, yeah, no, we're still good. We still like you. Watch out. Watch your back. Right. Uh, because they're, they're here they come. Now, this is an interesting this was an interesting thing to see earlier today in the world of golf. Tiger Woods announced uh, that his Nike partnership has ended. What? Yeah. He's been um, with Nike his whole career. Absolutely. Over 27 years ago, he said, I was fortunate to start a partnership with one of the most iconic brands in the world. These days, the days since rather, have been filled with so many amazing moments and memories. If I started naming them, I could go on forever. Phil Knight's passion and vision brought this Nike and Nike golf partnership together. And I want to personally thank him along with Nike employees, incredible athletes. I have had the pleasure of working with along the way. He continued in that. And, um, you know, continued on in that and said, um, let me see if I get this quote properly. People will ask if there's another chapter. Yes, there will certainly be another chapter. You see you in L.A. Tiger. And so with he that did, being the case, so it's he, kind of amazing. You you would kind of have imagined that he was on a lifetime deal, the likes of yeah. what LeBron James has. Michael I believe Jordan. KD is on a lifetime deal. And, of course, Michael Jordan, you would think that they have mm-hmm. not only just LeBron. have him there, but then also have him on in, in a similar Jordan style yeah. where there's a, the, the Nike golf line is maybe Bo even dedicated. Jackson, to all him, that. Right. And we, we're seeing that, no, that deal ultimately is coming to it's an so end. It's so wild because through his highs and lows, Nike's always been there with right. him. Right. Same. I mean, we're seeing that on the Twitch. Uh, Boss Lady T says, not just now, I thought that would have been nixed after the Waffle House. No, there, there's instances where you'd imagine that Nike would have, you know, or other, other, people other corporations, it. you know, had had a little bit of, you know, trepidation. That was not the case. I wonder how much this ultimately came up to the money of it. After a while, now, the history of this is Nike first signed Tiger to a five-year, $40 million deal in 96 when he turned pro. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, obviously, they figured this out. And then in 2013, he was signed to a 10-year agreement for $200 million. I imagine that they, you know, maybe they did did the calculus and figured when that time came around, they'd be able to reevaluate. But now, um, I wonder if Nike just looks up and says that it's not necessarily worth their while, which sounds crazy to think. Uh, and yeah. I imagine that... I, I, I mean, I imagine that we would all look at it and go, "That's some." There's something beyond just the X's and O's and the the dollars and cents of this having having the legend and of Tiger Woods attached to your brand. I don't understand again because it's yeah. not like I, I could, you could see it if it was if he was having some problems. He ain't having no problems. In fact, everybody's talking about him and his son Charlie. You know, Charlie's about to do some things. So it was like, just like you said, it seemed like he would have had that, you know, lifetime. You know, partnership right. with Nike, because if you think about golf and you think about endorsements, you think about Tiger and his cap, the TW brand and Nike on the golf balls yep. and the iconic commercials. The commercials are really the things that you think of. I mean, of, it's for like, sure. wait a minute. This is just crazy. To, to Seeing him on 18. Around. Yeah. Pumping his fist. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's it's kind of incredible. It really is the end of an era. And it feels interesting that we have that type of feeling in golf when it comes to when it comes to a brand as opposed to like a team, it's this type of thing that we would think about with a player, a longtime player for a team leaving that team is how we're kind of feeling with that. So ultimately, uh, yeah, again, the news, Nike and um, and Tiger Woods no longer in a partnership. You mentioned the commercials. Here's a quick little CA story. Anyway, did you know the director of the commercial, the most iconic one where he's tapping the ball with his golf club and then just swings it and hits it, was a former Cowboy linebacker. Jeff Rohrer, hmm. and Jeff Rohrer became a 
TV director, and he came up with the idea for that because while they were shooting a traditional commercial or, you know, some, you know, just do it commercial, Tiger was killing time, and that's what he was doing while he was waiting for the next shot in the commercial. And he said, wait a minute, let's just do this. And, of course, he won all the awards, all the commercial Clio awards and all that. And so there's a Cowboys connection there. Yeah. And, of course, Tiger and Tony Ro- Tony Romo are really good friends. Oh, interesting. I don't think mm-hmm. I realized that. Yep. There you go. Uh, from the 972, they said he ain't winning no more, barely making cuts. I, it's, I, it's, it's not about It's significantly that. less about that. It's about his legend. Yes. It's about all the things. It's like you make money off of that. Now, and there is something to be said for the idea that, you know, the money of this, I imagine that they probably would have tried to make this a little bit you know, leaner because again, that particular value of being on the tour is not there. But the name recognition of Tiger Woods still looms large over golf. Mm-hmm. But uh, I mean, it's up to Nike. And honestly, Phil Knight, it, it's I, I imagine there's not any animosity because Phil Knight no. absolutely loves Tiger. Yes, and they Tiger have a, gave him his props. They have a very close personal relationship mm-hmm. um, to the point where, like, Phil Knight was you know sitting with the Tiger's mom, Uncle at, Phil, at various situations. Like, they are very closely related, and so. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, it just all feels odd, and maybe it's just a passage of time type of thing, right? You go, you go long enough, and things that you would have imagined never would have come to be end up happening. So, there you go. Tiger Woods, Nike, no longer in business together. Uh, someone that is still in business together, the NBA and Draymond Green, as we found out earlier today. Obviously, we do know that Draymond Green was on this suspension after going buck wild on Yusuf Nurkis's head, right? He was put on an indefinite suspension, told to it's, it's talk called, to a therapist. It's called get your, get your head right suspension. Right. Get and, your head right therapy. Yeah, so Adam Silver in the NBA had him on a suspension that was indefinite, had him, in theory, talking, you know, going and talking to a therapist a and trying to get himself together. And during this time, Draymond Green ultimately let us know on his, his Draymond Green show podcast that he considered retiring from the NBA he said, quote, I told, I told him, Adam, this is too much for me. It's all becoming too much for me, and I'm going to retire. And apparently, uh, Draymond Green said to Adam, said, you're making a very rash decision, and I won't let you do that. So basically, Draymond Green, in the midst of a suspension brought on by his own kind mm-hmm. of reckless action, felt like now it was too much for him, and he considered retirement through this. How did you hear this? I hear it the way when you just say it right now, I started thinking this Charles Barkley was right. Because Barkley was when everybody was just trying to figure out what's wrong with him, Charles Barkley said, I went through the same thing at the end of my career when I was trying to fight through my days with the Rockets, Houston Rockets. He was ended his career with the Rockets. Mm-hmm. He's like, I couldn't do the things I used to do and I was just taking it out on people. I was taking it out on other teams, players, I was taking it out on my own teammates. I was just acting up. He said, because when you can't do what you used to do, and you have no chance of winning the championship. If you a competitor like that, sometimes you just do it the wrong way. And that's I'm paraphrasing, but that's what Barkley's diagnosis was. And if Draymond said he was thinking about retiring, that must be it. I also wonder. This makes me think that Draymond Green and the entirety of this, like the framework of the suspension, is flawed. Because yeah. Draymond Green, in order to get something from some level of therapy, therapy, you have to acknowledge the issue. And I don't think that he's done that. Right. Because and OK, there's there's a level of me kind of doing some analysis here. And so I'm there's no guarantee that I'm right. I'm not in his head. Right. So I want to put mm-hmm. that disclaimer there. But it seems like he is operating from a place where he's not taking personal responsibility. Right. Uh, and so, in other words, run away from him and quitting. Not even the running away from and quitting or not just, even admitting that he's because he hadn't said uh, he hadn't apologized yet that, you know, of. is that what you're saying? No, it's uh, in a way. Yes. It, it seems like he's able to externalize whenever these 
fits of violence happen, well, this something, something happened. Or like, remember when he stomped on, mm-hmm. who did he stomp on again? My goodness. I don't forgotten. Oh, but, the v- Sacramento Kings. Yes. Um, and it's like, well, but he grabbed my foot. It's like, okay, but that's that portion. What's your portion of it? And it seems like he never accepts his portion of it. And so for him, in my estimation, for him for to, some remorse. In a way, Contrition. But, in a way, but th- still just like an acknowledgement that it is your that your doing yeah, is in this. Your responsibility. You cannot yeah. make this better if it mm-hmm. is not acknowledging your portion of this. And you flailing, I was trying to sell the call. Okay, that's one thing. You hit that man upside his head in a very violent fashion. Mm-hmm. And if you're not willing to take that and ultimately you you get a suspension and you go, This is all too much, I'm going to I'm going to retire. It feels like you are not saying this is my responsibility and I need to get better. Mm-hmm. It's more uh, I'm being persecuted almost is the way that I, yeah, mm-hmm. I hear and I read it. And so that's the thing I'm concerned about is if Draymond Green does not really take ex- responsibility, then the idea of, well, we're going to put him in therapy and once he's done a certain amount of therapy, we'll bring him back. The whole framework of that rehabilitation doesn't work. And then you are just having a regular suspension that you probably should be able to set a proper amount of dates on according yeah. to the regular this, punishments that I you have I love elsewhere. the way you're saying because you're exactly right. And it made me just think right now, you know how some people are trying to compare uh, Draymond's suspension and John Moran's suspension, and people were conveniently forgetting that John Moran's longer suspension was his second suspension because after his first one, of course, you're supposed to show this contrition and all that. And when Dr- and when uh, J- John Moran came back, remember it sounded like he was reading the script, and it was like he's saying he's apologizing, but does he really? Because he's saying. All the right things, but he's saying it just like he's saying it, like he's reading a script. The one-on-one interview he had, it was like, what? And then, of course, he acted out again, which is why he got the longer suspension. So with, with Draymond, I'm looking for, just like you just said, the sincerity of do you realize this is you mm-hmm. that's causing this? It's kind of like what Bill Parcell said, if it keeps happening over and over again, it's you. Yeah. It's not, you keep saying it's my boys, it's my, my guy. If it's got to be you. If right. it keeps happening to you all the time, it is you. Yeah. And so, look, it, it, it also harkens back, and this is an entire different conversation, mm-hmm. the idea of the indefinite suspension is, a, in a way, the league taking more power. Yeah. Because these things are all collectively bargained when it comes to suspensions and those things and the amount of power that you allow the league to have in discipline. And indefinite suspensions are not something that a league would want or that a union would want because that gives indefinite power to but notice they Adam Silver. Yes. And, and they did because it, you know, it's all within the concepts of like rehabilitation. But the thing I'm talking about is if he's not investing in the rehabilitation, it's just punishment indefinitely. And that just means Adam Silver can unilaterally decide, I'm gonna hold you out of playing basketball for a long period of time without checks. But and nobody but nobody can defend that because he has all the priors and the priors are on tape. And here's the other and part that, of the, that's why as a union you have to fight any indefinite. Here, here's suspension. the other part about the union, you gotta understand in this particular moment of time, they're both together, the union and the, the league are trying to have a $75 billion streaming television rights deal. Sure. And that's why they're trying to manage the boat the body load management stuff. They're trying to make sure everything falls into place because, again, the NBA is a, a better partnership with their players' union than baseball, which is adversarial. The NFL, which you have the owners thinking they're the, the – and the and the, the, the players' employees as opposed to a partnership. Sure. So it, that's why the, 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 the quote-unquote players' union is like, 
Draymond, you're going to mess up the money for everybody because you're acting out. Yeah, but this is the thing is, for right now... You, I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm no, saying this is what's going on. But what I'm saying is, in this instance, you're like, okay, this instance, it feels like it's, we want to let them use that unilateral power. But the problem is, when you give that power, you create a precedent. And then when you don't want them to have that power, they can point back to that, well, you were cool with it this other time. And I think that mm-hmm. as a union, that's that's where you allowed yourself to get down a slippery, slippery slope mm-hmm. on this. True but facts, hey, facts. look, man, it's where it is. And Draymond Green already ramping back to return. So... We'll, we'll see if he's able to control himself um, going forward. But, yeah, those are some of your headlines. Can I give you one more headline? I go, know we're running long. But, uh, go ahead. And we will dive deep into this college football playoff. But this afternoon, the uh, some of the experts at CBS Sports, they ran th- through the commuter because you can do this. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's all it's formulaic. There. You know which divisions yeah. you're going to play. So we all know the teams that they'll play. Ultimately, when the schedule's released, we'll see what dates they are. But you don't know who's home and who's away. And I got this right here for those who have been keeping up. Cowboy, and we're talking in code because we haven't said it's the Cowboys. Right now, it's a victory Monday. Everybody's excited about the Cowboys playoffs. But a lot of people are wondering who are they going to play next season. And here is the home schedule and the away schedule, but not the dates. The Cowboys will play at home, of course, the division rivals, the Giants, Eagles, and Commanders. But they will also host the Saints, the Buccaneers, the Lions will be back. You also have Lamar Jackson and the Ravens, mm-hmm. Joe Burrow and the Bengals, C.J. Stroud and the Texans. The away games will be, of course, the division rivals, the Giants, Eagles, and Commanders. But they will also go to Atlanta. They will also go to Charlotte again to play the Panthers. They will take on the Browns in Cleveland, the Steelers in Pittsburgh, and go back to the Bay to beat the 49ers. And now you know. Mm, look at you calling your shot. So there, there, those are the situations or the games that you can expect for your Dallas Cowboys next season. We'll find out in what order, what you know, what those situations when mm-hmm. that schedule releases. But, hey, man, it's the NFL. Even, even the schedule is interesting to folks. Mm-hmm. So get right right here on 105 through the fan. Those are your headlines on this evening. Minus one. The big headline as it was the College Football National Championship game. Michigan Wolverines Ooh. National Champions 34-13 to 13 was the final. We'll break this down. Talk about some of the things that we saw as we were paying attention to this game. We'll do it next on The Fan. So get right right here on 105.3. The fan, Reginald Datatula here with you alongside the three-time Hall of Famer, Chris Arnold. Got you Ross on the ones and twos. Thank you for rocking with us on this Cowboys Victory Monday here on The Fan. You can always get involved with the program by texting into the truckwreck.com text line, 877-881-1053. Uh, or you can catch us on twitch.tv slash Dallas Fan Cam. We're searching 105.3 Fan on YouTube. Um... Guys, national championship down in Houston. We have a new national champion, and dun, dun, dun. they are the Michigan Wolverines. Thirty-four to thirteen is the final score in favor of the champs, champion Michigan Wolverines. And CA, this game very early on, Michigan showed what we knew that they were capable of, and Washington showed that they were not going to have very many answers. For that, because you saw Blake Corm, you mm-hmm. saw Donovan Edwards both break off huge runs. Both of them, actually, the long for Blake Corm was a 59-yarder. The long for Donovan Edwards was a 46-yarder. You saw Michigan early on get chunk plays through the run, which is something that you knew they would, they were capable of. And when they when they did that early, it was very evident. Oh, yeah, this this is something that they are going to have success with. Yeah, going into the game, they were talking about this on G-Bag. Um, Willie Bully, Zach. Woltrup was saying, you know, I like Washington, but Michigan's got a running game, and Washington cannot handle a running a running game. Washington is like in the hundreds, like 100 and 
six out of 128. Or, it's just one of the worst run defenses in all of college football. And so Michigan played to their strength. It's like, this is running down the throat. You mentioned Corm, he had 134 yards, rushing two touchdowns. Edwards had 104 yards, two touchdowns. I mean, that's what they did. And even though it was kind of close at the start of the third quarter, shh, they couldn't handle that. Yeah, one of the things that was very evident for me is, again, I, I viewed this as a Styles makes fights type thing. Mm-hmm. right? Washington on offense, very pass-heavy, um, really good wide receivers. Mm-hmm. They were going to throw the ball, and they have an opportunity to get in chunk plays that way. Washington, or sorry, Michigan is going to run the football. And so if they can break those, they're cool. But if they end up in a situation where they're going to have to lean on throwing the ball, that's not what they do. They don't mm-hmm. necessarily have that in their in their bag. So if Washington was able to do what they do, getting up and down the field, getting the score, they'd be able to, you know, they'd be able to put uh, Michigan in a bad place. On the other side, Michigan's defense is very good, and they have yep. they Number have a the secondary that's better than Texas, mm-hmm. what you saw last uh, last game in the Sugar Bowl for Washington. And what happened was. You also saw them get after the quarterback in a way that Texas simply did not. Ross, we were talking about this earlier. Texas has the defensive tackles in Sweat and uh, Murphy, but they do not have the the pass rush. Michigan did, and early on, you could see them somewhat shake and rattle Michael Penix's confidence. In fact, the interception that he got at the half, he was he double clutched. Yeah, we talk about that a lot with Dak Prescott mm-hmm. at certain points. He double clutched, and you could see the ways in which he was having a hard time getting the ball out to his wide receivers on top of those wide receivers not necessarily getting as open as you want them to. Yeah, Penix Jr. had 255 yards passing, one touchdown, but those two picks, I mean, those are drive killers, and you got to be perfect against them. And the receivers he throws to, those those world-class receivers, none of them had 100 yards. Uh, Adunes had Yeah, Ro- Roma Dunze. Odunze, yeah. He had a- Oh, wait a minute. Yeah, 87 yards. Mm-hmm. Uh, but beyond that, Jack, Jack Westover at 42. He's not even one of the guys you talk about. The Jalen's, Jalen Polk, Jalen McMillan, 37 and 36, or sorry, 37 and 33 yards, respectively. And ultimately, like one of the things you also saw was a lot of drops from Washington receivers. So even in the instances where Michael Penix maybe got the ball out to his wide receivers at the, you know, at the right time, was able to navigate the pass rush and get the ball out to his receivers. They were dropping the football in inopportune times. And so, man, you the Washington could not afford none of that hardly at all, right? Washington could not afford to not make take advantage exactly. of the opportunities that they had. And then on top of that, I, I was impressed at one point, though. Washington, like I said, big run plays that were not mm-hmm. run-fitting very well. And mm-hmm. I mean, early on, that was Michigan doing very basic run plays, talking about duo mm-hmm. and getting downfield and power and they were just getting big chunks that way. However, Washington was able to normalize that yeah. in the middle of the game and able while. to kind of get some stops. There was an instance where going back and forth, they were just stopping and punting back and forth. And then in late in the game, you saw oh, Michigan then open up and go, all right, well, we can get creative in the run game. Jerome Moore started calling some things that gave Washington some fits again, and that's mm-hmm. when the game was able to be opened up towards the back end of this. And then Washington was just left, left to go. And, I mean, Michigan had done this all year. And defensively, this was not going to be a problem. But offensively, I thought this was the best offense that they faced, and they handled the challenge exquisitely. Michigan deserves all the credit in the world, as much as you know people will do the cheating thing or whatever. They showed themselves to be a very, very good offensive team and defensive team. The defense um, was great. I mean, again, the offense was good. The defense was great. They won the Big Ten. They beat Ohio State, which had never lost a game all season long. They went through the semifinals, won it this time. Made it to the champ, beat Alabama, 
and then stopped Washington's 21-game winning streak, which was the longest streak in the nation until, I mean, Georgia had the longest until Georgia lost to Alabama. So you can nobody can say they slid in, and Harbaugh's going to get his money because he's got a new contract. I think there's a clause in there where they want to try to keep him out of the NFL. Yeah, but he ain't signed money. it. He ain't signed. I, I'm distracted because I'm looking over your head and I'm looking at all the festivities over there. And then I also put in a call to uh, the Dutch oven. Derek Holland, of course, a huge Michigan fan, a part of, I'm, a, I'm not going to call him a whole part of the KNC Masterpiece, but he's a regular on the KNC Masterpiece. We found him. I put the text in. He said, give me a call. We got him. Dutch, Dutch, are you there? Talk your talk, man. I'm here. Can you guys hear me all right? We, we can hear, can hear you. you, man. How's the what how's it feel, man? You got your wish. Man, it's an emotional roller coaster. This is uh unbelievable. I got to watch the Texas Rangers win the World Series. I got to see some greatness with them taking it away from Houston. I come down to Houston and I watch Michigan take care of business in Houston. Are you kidding me? How about them apples? Let's go with that. Michigan is national champion in the City of Houston. I got to see two great things take place in Houston. Oh, Let's yeah, go. Rangers. <laughs> Derek, you've listened to this program very Woo. much. We always appreciate you doing that. But on this program, you've heard me, you know, be a little bit doubtful of your Michigan Wolverines. And I, I want to give you this space to talk your talk. I, I want you to tell me, why did this game go the way that it did? Man, hey, I just want to say one thing. I know you said that. I appreciate that. The beers are flowing. I just got to say that. <laughs> Thanks for the disclaimer. This running game, this this running game was unbelievable. Washington, they don't know what defense is. It's just like the Big Twelve, the Pac Twelve. They don't know what defense is. We showed them what Big Ten football is. Just like we did to the SEC, you got to see some serious running, two-headed monster with Donovan Edwards and Blake Corum. So the future Cowboys, just throwing that out there. Mm-hmm. But those two right there took care of business. That was what it was all about. Controlling that running game, they couldn't do it. Michigan took care of business. And you know what, Reggie? I know you got some Michigan love deep down inside of you, and I appreciate that. <laughs> Go Blue, I've you often said Pull it this. out from you. I've often said this. Hey, Dutch Oven, we're talking to Derek Holland, former Rangers pitching grade, and he's in his joy because the Rangers won earlier this this uh, year, or this season, rather. And here's Michigan pulling it off. I want to know about the party and the celebration. I'm looking at the confetti on TV. You're still in the stadium. I know you got a crew with you. What's the atmosphere like and what you guys doing next? You're going to be honking some horns, going to hit some bars. You're going to try to drive on back to Dallas. Man, I can tell you one thing. This night is not over. Yeah. It's going to continue for a while, that's for sure. I got to watch what I say because I know we're on the radio. That's right. But with that being said, we are going to have a blast. Michigan's going to go and celebrate with the family, friends, and everybody. But on top of that, man, it, it, this is unbelievable. And now it's time to go into the NFL playoffs. So hopefully we get to see a Browns-Cowboys Super Bowl. Woo-hoo! And, man, will my year be complete? Are you kidding me? You're Let's living the dream, go. man. You're living the dream. Far be it for me hey, to poo-poo. You your- black- hey, think about this. Black around, Flacco around and find out. That's what we got <laughs> for you. Nice to stay with the Cleveland Browns. La Flacco Blanco is taking care of business. But you know what? The Cowboys look good going into this. That's the thing. It's all about catching momentum at the end. That's why I feel like the Cowboys are destined to go to the Super Bowl. We're going to see some greatness from them. It all starts now with the playoffs. One game at a time, baby. I'll, I'll let you have that one. But when I, I, I want to let you be able to go and celebrate this big yes, national sir. championship for Michigan. It doesn't happen all the time for a lot of programs. 
Is there anything else that you want to say uh, real quick before we let you go? Man, no, all I want to say is I, I love the fan base here in Texas. I can't wait to come back home, celebrate with you guys, pull for the Cowboys, but also pull for the Browns. We got playoff football in the state of Dallas, in the state of Texas. Sorry, in the city of Dallas. Who cares about Houston? Because Browns are gonna take care of business down there. Hey, by so the way, go, we got the real football team. Hey, Dutch, you, the Tolos yes, are living through you. You know the Tolos have been living through you forever, and uh, you know you're invited tomorrow night downstairs in the showroom. We're gonna have the uh, hot stove show. The World Series trophy will be there. If you make it and you can stand up. You know your Jared Sanders would love to see you. A couple of Rangers will be there as well. And, again, honk your horn while you're down there in Houston. You earned it, man. Go blue. Well, I'm going to just tell you right now, you probably ain't going to see me because the, uh, <laughs> the drinks are flowing here. Let Woo! me just say that. It's time to have a good time and celebrate. Michigan just won the Natty last time since 97. Let's go blue, baby. There you yeah, go. Yeah. Derek, Thank you so much. Hey, thanks for popping on, man. That's Derek Holland. Woo! Michigan alum. Dallas or Texas Rangers, mm-hmm. great, um, and friend of 105 Through the Fan. That's right. He's a part-time host on 105 Through the Fan with the official baseball show of record, the KNC Masterpiece. There you go. It's the get right right here on 105 Through the Fan. Again, the Michigan Wolverines, 34-13 to 13 victors over the Washington Huskies in NRG Stadium, and they win the 2023 National Championship in college football. Uh, Coming up next, we'll do the final call. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. It's so get right right here on 105 through the fan. Reginald Atula, long time, the three-time Hall of Famer. Chris Arnold, Boss Lebensky on the ones and twos. One final time on this Victory Monday. From uh, right here on your home of the Cowboys and World Series champion Texas Rangers 105.3 The Fan. It's the final call here uh, on the Get Right. And we begin by reminding you, your Dallas Stars get a big win to break a three-game losing streak in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, the losing streak is just over the course of the season, but they get the win in Minnesota against the Wild 4 to nothing with Matt Murray 
between the pipes. 23 saves on this one. Not bad for the guy called up. 100% save percentage to get your stars a win in his first career shutout. Much needed shutout after being given up a, a, a combined, what is that, 13 goals in the last three games. So mm-hmm. it was nice to kind of break that. No goals given up and a big win to bring you back home. You'll play the Wild again on Wednesday. But, man, big-time big, big time things from the dude called up from the AHL. Exactly. You don't, you don't have to rush out or back, and you can rest up Wedgwood. So you're, you're pretty good in goal if he can hold it down just a little bit longer. And at the same time, no Miro, and they still had a lot of goals. No Miro. Yeah, yeah, no Miro. Um, Haskinen, obviously, still dealing with that lower body injury. So we'll see. We'll see how they do uh, come Wednesday. But, again, back in the winning ways, back mm-hmm. in the win column for your Dallas Stars. Uh, we were just talking about it. Uh, the Michigan Wolverines win the college football playoff national championship game uh, 34-13 to against the Washington Huskies. Uh, this means a few things. Washington, or sorry, Michigan first uh, national championship since 1997 mm-hmm. it's also uh means that we still in the college football playoff era will not have a team uh or will remain yeah we will not have a team not outfitted by a nike um brand is that right to win yes washington was the first non-nike outfitted brand to play in the college football playoff and they of course lose here so Still waiting on Adidas or Under Armour to be able to show up Mm -hmm. in this thing. As of right now, Nike running this thing. Yeah, Yeah, I thought about that earlier. I was like, wait, when was the last time a a team that had Adidas apparel even appeared in it? And I guess the closest thing would have been the last time UW made it, but that was the semifinal, not the Natty. So I'm trying to think, didn't Washington, not Washington, didn't Michigan, not just Nike, wasn't it Jordan? Yes. Yes. So they had the, yeah, they're they're this, outfitted by Jordan, but Jordan's a Nike. Yeah, well, of course. Property. I always thought it was funny because they're a football team and they got a basketball player on their jersey. Yeah, it's them. Uh, your your school, Oklahoma, yeah, also yeah. with those. Summer. So mm-hmm. interesting in that regard. Um, I guess real quick, would it be the U when they lost to Ohio State if they were even wearing Adidas back then? Maybe it was Russell Brand or. Anyways, I don't think I don't think uh, they were wearing a deuce at that point. Uh, well, we'll go back and look. We got Googles for that purpose. So, hey, we well, maybe not exactly for that purpose, but we can always utilize those things to get to out. where we want. Right. Um, we can F around and find out. That's right. Um, I did want to make note of something that you mentioned in the last segment, which is that tomorrow evening at the Odyssey Performance Showroom, Jared Sandler and Rangers Hot Stove, first one Ooh. of the season or the offseason. We're getting, man, we're that close. We're we're getting ever closer to pitchers and catchers reporting next month. Or is it next month? Yeah, February. Good God, man. It's happened quickly. It's blur, man. It's and so, already January the 8th. It'll be the 9th in about an hour. Jared Sandler, Josh Boers, mm-hmm. Josh H. Smith will all be here, I believe, from 6 to 8 p.m., so you want to come out uh, to our Dallas location, 75 and Fitzhugh in Dallas, to be able to see those guys and the trophy. There you go, the World Series trophy. Hey. All will be here for Rangers Hot Stove. The first of those happens Have you tomorrow. had a chance to see it yet? Yes, I did, because obviously I was at um, Jared Sandler's Swing of Four right. Cause charity mm-hmm. event, and there the trophy was as well at Globe Life Field on the field. 
So this will be another instance opportunity to see it live and in person. And I, I've obviously, man, take these take these things, uh, these opportunities. That's right. And grab Bucket onto list, them, man. Bring your cell, bring your phones, and take some pictures, some selfies with it. Yeah. Yeah, I know a lot of people are just like, well, they'll win again next year. Yeah, but you can never be so sure. Sure, make sure. And you know what? Nothing like no day time like right mm-hmm. now. No time like today. So hopefully, you get an opportunity to show up and see. That trophy. We got some Tolos texting in that said the U were Nike. They um, did the research. Yep, I, I went ahead and looked it up as well. So Miami, just as you said, was wearing uh, Nike back in 2002. Uh, Tennessee, who was going to be my follow-up guest, they were wearing Nike when they won it all the year Damn. after Peyton Manning graduated. So you have to go back to the Nebraska Cornhuskers under Tom Osborne. Oh, the 20th century. <laughs> Tom Osborne. Nobody this century, 21st century, they've all worn Nike. Tom Osborne and whoo, that was way back in the nineties. Yeah, I was about to say, is that ninety-five? Something like that. It was way back when. There you go. Scott Frost was the quarterback, ninety-eight, maybe, ninety-seven. Scott Frost, who went to coach UCF, and they went undefeated and thought they were the national champions because just like Florida State this year, I'll just bring that up because it's like Florida State, same school, same uh state. And then he go gets hired away to go back to Nebraska to deliver a championship that he was the quarterback for. Couldn't do it. They fired his ass. Yeah. Was, you know who's up in Nebraska now? It is Matt Rule. There you go. Ding, 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 ding. Former Baylor Temple, and Baylor, and uh, Carolina, Carolina Panthers, Panthers head coach. Mm-hmm. So with that being the case, uh, yeah, um, I guess shout out to Michigan once more in college football. Some interesting news that I guess is developing on this Monday evening per Calvin Watkins of the Dallas Morning News. He tweeted this about 20 minutes ago. The commanders, watch the commanders. Carolina Panthers and Los Angeles Chargers have all requested permission to speak with Cowboys defensive coordinator Dan Quinn. Dun, dun, dun. That's according to multiple people with close uh, that are close to the situation that is confirmed to uh, the Dallas Morning News. He went further to say, with Dan Quinn in the playoffs and the, with the Cowboys, he can do a virtual interview for head coaching jobs, but once divisional rounds are over, then he can actually meet in person. So we're, we're on this train again of... Dan Quinn being not only, you know, desired, but being actively recruited to maybe go run his own operation at one of these other NFL teams. Okay, I'm going to go back to this Easter egg. This in David Moore's column about Dan Quinn might get hired away. He mentioned that Dan Quinn and his wife have a home in Hawaii in the offseason. That's where they stay. We had a Tolo about a month ago saying it's L.A.'s closer than Dallas. And, you know, L.A.'s got the Chargers. And they mentioned that, of course, he worked with Kellen Moore. A light bulb just went over my head when you're talking about the Zoom interviews and the fact that you can interview during the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Guess who coached up Kellen Moore on how to interview for head coaching jobs? Dan Quinn. Mm. I'm just saying, I'm not, don't get me wrong. I'm not assuming he's going to the Chargers. I'm not saying it will happen. I'm just saying that guess who was trying to help Kellen Moore out? And again, Dan Quinn can get whoever he wants to be his offensive coordinator. He hired Kyle Shanahan when he was in Atlanta. He knows a lot of people. He got a Rolodex. He's got he got a phone that's full of no phone numbers. He got connections. But if he were to leave and he were to wind up with the Chargers, well, guess what? You go, hmm, now it kind of added up. Yeah. I'm not assuming that though. It's a possibility, but I mean, obviously, Dan Quinn has been desired in multiple situations over the last few seasons, and mm-hmm. I think that he is the type of candidate that could probably choose his destination, for the most part, 
I know if he if he does indeed want to leave and Jerry Jones does not money with him to remain with the Cowboys one more time. I know an interesting part of the scenario of does he stay with the Dallas Cowboys. I think when he was money whipped, Jerry was covering his ass in case he needed to fire Mike McCarthy. I think after this season, the way the offense has performed with McCarthy calling his own plays and Dak has got a new voice in his ear, it would take a miracle for McCarthy to get fired. And therefore, why would Dan Quinn even take, you know, if he had the perfect situation following his life, he ain't going to Carolina. But if there was a situation where it's like, this might be my last chance to be a head coach, but it's exactly the way I want it because Mike McCarthy ain't going nowhere. Mike McCarthy was a Stephen and Will McClay hire. And then Jerry warmed up to him because he always liked Garrett. Remember, Garrett didn't even believe he was fired. He was still in the building. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Mike McCarthy and Jerry are tight now. He like it. We'll see what happens. Well, elsewhere, or actually, let's go back to college football as we crown a national champion and bet and don't stop. Immediately, there are odds out for the next uh, next national champion, um, and you will be not surprised one bit. Georgia. Georgia is the odds-on leader, according to ESPN bet. Um, 17-4, or 17-4 odds. Um, Alabama, second-best odds. Ohio State, third-best odds. And Michigan comes in at fourth. Best odds with uh, the opportunity mm. to repeat. Texas, mm. top five nice. in the odds betting. Some level of belief in Sarkees. And what about you, Ross? Because I know that's your guy. Uh, Thank you. That is the completion. That is the complete uh, analysis from Ross Lubensky. Ross said in on the SEC. It Thank you very much you for that get analysis. Past Georgia and Alabama of your Texas Longhorns. One like more time, can you repeat 12. that analysis for me? <laughs> very good. Thank you very much, sir. Are we sir. talking about the same Texas? We are talking about Steve Sarkeesian's Texas Longhorns without Adonai Mitchell, who has announced that he will be going to the NFL draft. And Xavier uh, Worthy and the two leading running backs. And I and a SEC schedule where you have to beat Georgia or Alabama to get to the championship. I know. Me and Carter talk about that all the time because, as we all know, Carter Freeman is a huge Sooner. So both he, he and our teams are going over there. Boom. And we're both like, hey – you no longer have like Iowa State as your down game, quote unquote down game. Now well, you now you just have Vanderbilt. Arkansas and Vanderbilt, Vanderbilt and South Carolina. Anyways, that's the get right for this Monday evening here on 105 through the fan. We appreciate you rocking with us. Tune in tomorrow, 5:30 a.m. for Sean and RJ. But until we see you tomorrow, y'all be easy. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fees 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.